Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode 116 on Monday the 31st of January 2011. My name is Steve Layton and I like coffee more than I like the dodgems at the fair. Okay, make yourself comfy. Yet again, I have a feeling that this is going to be a very, very long one. Um, this week's was one of the hardest coffees to pick uh, since I've been doing In My Mug, particularly after Magica Mark had such a great response. Um, I don't think I've ever had quite so much feedback um, about a coffee uh, or a video. You seem to all like it quite a lot. And that's cool. Um, uh, an update on that, we've sold around about 20% of the crop in seven days. So I think that's pretty awesome. But anyway, every other Twitter post I seem to be answering was about Magica Marker. It's been brilliant. Um, but yeah, how do you follow that? What do you follow it with? Um, well, I think I've chosen the perfect coffee to follow Magica Marker. Because like Magica Marker, it's a really, really important coffee to us. Um, but... It's a very, very different cup, so that's important. Like, kind of opposite end of the scale, if you like. It has an amazing story of how we found it, um, and it's just gonna, it's just like, it's one that, I, I think you're really gonna remember. I think it's gonna be one that's gonna be like the big hitter that knocks it out the park, uh, and I hope that you're all gonna enjoy it as much as Matcha Kamaka. Um, we've got some great coffees lined up. Just remember, they're not all gonna be like these two weeks, because this is, this is a special week. So anyway, Farm is called Fazenda Teramata, which means Earth Mother, and he's one of our direct trade biodynamic coffees from Bahia that we've seen a few of so far this year. Um, it's the second year of having it. Um, we're really lucky that it's a world exclusive. All of this farm's coffee production comes to us. Um, and when I first visited the farm back in 2009, it was on its knees. It was a farming decline. It was in serious trouble. You could see that. Um, and it's beautiful going back this year to see how it's, how it's moved on. So anyway, Terramata is owned by Arandetta, Arandetta, oh, I can't even say his name, Menez, um, who's owned this very unusual, unique farm since the 80s. Um, and it certainly isn't your normal specialty coffee farm. In fact, I don't think I've been anywhere like it. It is the most unusual farm. Um, when I first visited in 2009, the production was just eight bags. And this wasn't because the farm couldn't produce more, because in its heyday I think it was producing 200 bags, but it was a result of being very disorganised. Arendetta didn't have a market to sell it to, so nobody wanted to buy it, so there was no motivation. And um, he'd moved much more into hosting people in the house, so he, he would have guests up like a bed and breakfast. The other factor was that Arendetto's firm belief in biodynamic farming it's had the biggest effect on yield I think I have ever seen. He refuses to use external fertilisers. The only food that the plants get are the branches that fall from the trees. Um, this isn't shade grown. This is kind of, <laughs> you know, this is crazy. This is, how does it grow? Um, but this year, we're up to 28 bags. Um, that is in 12 months because he has somewhere to sell it to. He's excited by coffee. Um, and again, it's a world exclusive that we've bought all of it. Uh, we're excited about working with the farm. It, it's a beautiful, beautiful marriage. So, when I first went, um, Aradetto was explaining to me about uh, the birds and the animals in the area, that if you cut down these trees, basically they would have nowhere to go. The wildlife would, you know, there isn't anywhere else because it's such a heavily farmed agricultural uh, area. Um, 
And for an intelligent man who he has a degree in agricultural engineering, he spent much of his working life as a scientist, uh, but he's very passionate about biodynamics. The two must constantly be like a battle inside for him. Uh, but I shot a really cool piece of video while I was on the farm this year. Um, and during the break, while I go and make the drinks, I'm going to show you that video. Uh, and I hope you will love it. Uh, I, I found it really interesting. It's been painful editing and putting the subtitles on. You do not know how hard it is to put subtitles on something. But I really think it's been worth it because it gives you a great insight into why he's so firm in his belief about biodynamic farming. Um, it's incredibly interesting. And I found it really kind of quite eye-opening as well. So, I had a big problem buying this coffee last year and also this year. And this isn't because I don't love it, because I do love it. I think it's a fantastic coffee. But I'm not sure whether I was being biased by the story, um, and I loved it because of that, or whether it was truly a beautiful, lovely, distinctive cup. When you cup it on a table full of Brazils, there's nowhere for it to hide. It's very different. It's very kind of, you know you're tasting something unusual. Um, and we kept trying to hide it, but it's just, you just keep finding it. It's, it's there. Um, but I am delighted with it. I think it's an amazing cup, um, and I really think it's a, it's a great addition to the farm, a uh, great, great addition to our collection of coffees. Um, to tell you how we originally found the coffee, back in November 2009, when I was on my first trip to Bahia, I was on my way back to the airport, and Luca was telling me about this farm that was crazy, it was disorganised. Luca's from Araquan, by the way, the coffees that we've been introducing a lot of recently. And he didn't want me to go to this farm, but it was on the way to the airport, and I kind of twisted his arm and convinced him. Um, because the more he told me about it, the more I was intrigued by it, you know. He said, it's unusual, it's weird, and I, I thought that would be really cool. Um, you know, and I, I was like, well, why is it so different? So when we got there, um, there's these two huge dogs compounded. Uh, one's called Hugo Chavez, and the other one's called Che Guevara. Kind of gives you a little bit of insight into what this guy, his, his interests are. Um, this quirky kind of 70-year-old guy with a ponytail came out, ponytail, ponytail came out and was like, um, Americano, Americano, and I was like, no, no, Inglaterra, Inglaterra. And then he started on a big rant about America, and then all I really picked out was George Bush. Um, and this was the guy who owned the farm, Arenetto. And um, I kind of got the feeling he has a lot of visitors. <laughs> Because as we were walking around, it was a beautiful, tranquil, relaxing farm, and it is one of the most beautiful farms. Um, even though it's disorganised, it's, there's lots of flowers and lots of fauna, but I felt a little bit uneasy. Um, and, and it wasn't that he didn't make me feel welcome, it's just something I couldn't quite put my finger on, and it was strange. And I kind of put that down to, I guess, that there are a lot of people that end up going through that farm. And, um, but this year when I went, and because we bought the coffee and we backed it up with actually buying some, it was completely different. Uh, Aradetto was expecting us, his wife had cooked us the most beautiful meal. Um, I think I've got a photo and I'll wrap it up now. Um, and we chatted for ages and I speak no Portuguese and he speaks no English. But we had deep conversations and stuff I understood as well. And I didn't understand a lot of other Portuguese while I was there. But him, I kind of understood. It, it was weird. It was really, really cool. Um, and it's just an amazing place. It really is just an amazing place. Um, located in a very small village, uh, which I can't remember the name of because I'm rubbish. But um, its altitude ranges from 1050, which is uh, the very bottom part where 
uh, it's kind of it's on a real steep slope and goes up to 1200 meters so that gives you an idea it's not a big farm but there's lots of slopes there the area that it's in is Chiapa Diamantina which is the largest biodynamic producing region in Brazil and a lot of that is down to Aradetto's kind of uh, campaigning and working and convincing of people um, Floresta and uh, Aranquan that we know are both farms because of Aradetto uh, over 650 people employed in the industry as well. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's a cool place. The biodynamic thing I've talked about before, we are the only biodynamic roaster at, at the time of filming that uh, in the UK. We were the first because we are the only one. And it's something I'm, I'm really proud of. But what is biodynamics? Well, Aradetto's going to tell you a little bit about that, but I'm going to give you the Stevie Layton version of it. It basically means that the farmer's give us stuff about the land. They give us stuff about the people who work on the land. They give us stuff about the, the animals that live on the land. And they care for the farm in a holistic approach. So they look after everything. No organic, uh, no, nothing but organic fertilizers, nothing that is gonna harm the land in any way. And, and that kind of sits really well with Earth Mother, you know, the, the, with Terramata being Earth Mother. It's, it just sits in really cool. Now, I am no eco-warrior. Um, I, I, I couldn't be further from it. I, I don't think we should harm the environment, but I don't go out campaigning and things like that. But with the video you're going to watch in a minute, this is kind of one of the reasons why I get excited about it. Because you don't... Um, they're not doing it for financial value. They're doing it because they truly believe it's better for the land. And that, that's a beautiful thing. It's not a financial reward thing. Um, and when you talk to them, there's some real passion. Just like I like to think I've got passion in the coffee. They have passion in, in what they're doing. Um, the processing of this coffee is pulp natural, but <laughs> it's the weirdest pulp natural I've ever seen. Um, I, I'm gutted because I had a beautiful piece of video of, the, of Aradetto doing all the processing, and it is the dangerousest thing I've ever seen. Health and safety would go crazy. Um, I, I wish I could find it, but basically they're pulping it, um, and, 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 and they don't have raised beds, so they're drawing it on patios, which is, it, it is quite normal, um, but just crazy. Just bits of twig in there, bits of leaf in the processing, and the picking isn't the most selective I've seen. Um, but it's an amazing cup. And then that just goes to show that processing isn't, you know, it isn't massive. It doesn't matter so much. Um, you know, it, it's important, don't get me wrong, but I, I, this, I to tell you the story that last year when I went, I kind of cupped it and I thought this could be a lot more if it was processed off-site. So we spoke to Nelson, uh, Luca and Nelson and said, could we process this at Floresta and Araquan? And then, yeah, yeah, we can do that, we can do that. But this year when I went, uh, Aradetto tried to convince me that it wouldn't be such a good thing and he really wanted to keep the processing uh, on-site. So that's what we did. Um, we decided to keep it on-site. And um, I'm kind of pleased we did because I think a lot of the character of this cup comes because of the way that it is processed. And I think we would have took something away from, from the unique cup that it is if we decided to do that elsewhere. I, I, I am really pleased. I think it's the right decision. And um, I know last year, everybody... I, I don't think I heard a negative thing about this coffee. Uh, but you always heard, this is different. It's, yeah, it's good. It's good to find different coffees um, and, and different things. And Aradetto was very passionate about keeping it on site. So who, who are we to go in with our big muddy boots and say, we'll do it elsewhere? So, numbers. Farm is called Fazenda Terramata. Uh, it's owned by Aradato uh, Menez. Uh, the city that he's close to is called Ibacora, I've remembered. 
Region is in Bahia, in Chiapa Diamantina. Country is, of course, Brazil. Farm size is 20 hectares, of which nine is coffee growing. An altitude of up to 1,200 metres, but an average of around about 1,100. Varietal is uh, Tipica and Nacional, which is a very close relation to Tipica, to be honest, but it's a it's, uh, very traditional um, kind of varietal in um, in Bahia and particularly in uh, Chiapa Diamantina and works well with biodynamics. So, I'm going to wipe you on pause, pause, pause. Please do watch the next six minutes or so of Aradetto. You really get the feeling in the video he wants to reach out to you and he wants to kind of raise awareness of what he's doing. And I think we'll all, well, I certainly did learn something about agri you know, agriculture and organic agriculture. And if nothing else, you will see it and think, I want to buy this lovely guy's coffee. Um, because there is something very charismatic about him that I, I, I love all the farmers we buy from, but Aradato for some reason has kind of hit a little bit of a nerve with me. So uh, I'm going to whack you on pause, going to watch the video, and I will be back in around about six and a half minutes. Why is biodynamic agriculture important? To the é, não só na região da Chapada Diamantina, na Bahia, né, no, no, na América Latina, assim, no mundo inteiro, uhum. a agricultura orgânica e biodinâmica ela é importante porque ela é a agricultura que permite a gente alcançar o futuro. Uhum. Permite que a gente, de fato, que, que a gente consiga produzir é, um produto de boa qualidade uhum. né, para a saúde das pessoas que consomem esse produto uhum. e que nós possamos, assim, preservar esse ambiente de trabalho uhum. onde fazemos agricultura para que as próximas gerações uhum. possam continuar fazendo agricultura e uhum. fazendo uma agricultura responsável, uhum. como a que nós fazemos uhum. ou procuramos fazer ou procuramos orientar para que um, um coletivo maior faça essa agricultura. Uhum. Não apenas nós, da nossa associação, da uhum. Associação de Agricultura Biodinâmica uhum. de Ibiquara, da Chapada Diamantina, da Bahia, do Brasil, né? mas que, de um modo geral, todas as pessoas que vivem uhum. de agricultura e uhum. que vivem da agricultura para a agricultura, uhum. possam encontrar o que a gente está chamando de sustentabilidade, uhum. né? mas pensando a sustentabilidade de uma forma bem ampla. Uhum. Pensando na sustentabilidade na questão ambiental, pensando na sustentabilidade na questão social, né? uhum. também na questão econômica. Uhum. Mas, como eu disse para você num outro momento, a questão econômica não depende só de nós. Uhum. O que depende de nós é a responsabilidade ambiental, uhum. é a responsabilidade e o compromisso social, uhum. né? é, é, é também o compromisso com os valores né? da, 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 do campesinato, que são as pessoas que fazem agricultura e vivem da agricultura, uhum. que tudo isso seja preservado. Isso a gente consegue garantir. Uhum. Mas o resultado econômico não depende só de nós, Sim. depende de toda uma sociedade né? que está no processo da comercialização, uhum. que está no processo do consumo, que compra o nosso produto lá no final Sim. Sim. e que saiba o que está comprando, Sim. Né? Sim. que por trás daquele produto que está sendo adquirido naquele momento... Uhum. Né? Existe uma história de pessoas que estão no campo tentando cumprir o seu papel. Sim. O seu papel na, no, no na sociedade, sociedade, na civilização, Sim. você entende no compromisso com o planeta, no compromisso Sim. com a humanidade, né? e no compromisso, sobretudo, 
das pessoas que fazem e vivem da agricultura, né? Essa é a nossa maior responsabilidade. When we were walking around, you were telling us about the agroforestry system. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about some of the key aspects of agroforestry? Certo. Eu acho bom. Eu acho bom você estar lembrando isso. É, eu diria, sobretudo nesse momento que estamos vivendo com as ameaças das mudanças climáticas, né, que o planeta inteiro, né, a humanidade inteira já começa a sentir os resultados das mudanças climáticas, que não estão muito bem definidas para a população como um todo, mas está claro para quem estuda isso. O sistema agroflorestal, sobretudo para a região tropical, onde nós temos sol muito forte, eu diria que é também a agricultura do futuro, para nós nos trópicos, porque nós temos muito sol. Esse sol a gente pode transformar em energia, em alimento, em substância, né? através do mundo vegetal, mas esse sol também pode matar a terra, se a gente não consegue manejar esse sol de uma forma adequada né? para absorver essa luz do sol para fazer fotossíntese e produzir na agricultura. Né? Então, o sistema agroflorestal, no, no nosso entendimento, está é, sendo a agricultura que vai ser possível daqui para diante. Né? Sobretudo se a gente faz a biodiversificação Sim. com o componente arbóreo que compõe os, os sistemas agroflorestais. We noticed that you have your recent plantings is mostly the typical variety. Uh, why did you select? Também, também, porque alguns estudiosos acham que essas variedades modernas, elas talvez tenham perdido a eficiência de fazer fotossíntese na sombra, como as variedades que vieram lá da África, da Etiópia, né? Que o café vem de lá da Etiópia, o arábica. Não, não é, não, não é, não é mais, é mais do que uma hipótese. Eu acho que é uma constatação, é uma constatação, né, de que o café ele se originou e se desenvolveu em condição de um arbusto é, de mata, de floresta, e fazia fotossíntese dentro da, da floresta. Essas variedades típicas faziam. Quando o processo de modernização de agricultura quis desenvolver variedades produtivas baseadas ou dependentes dos agroquímicos, né? muitas transformações ocorreram na planta café, na planta café. A questão é saber, ela mantém aquele potencial original, aquela aptidão original de fazer fotossíntese com pouca luz, com pouco sol, com as árvores protegendo, você entende okay. aquela planta? Entendi. Isso é mais um, um desafio posto para a gente. Uh -huh. né? Como que essas variedades modernas vão se comportar comparando com aquelas variedades Entendi. típicas, tradicionais, Sim. se Sim. comportavam antes né, uh -huh. da gente desenvolver essas variedades Sim. modernas. Ok. Tá? Ok. Ok. Yes, thanks. Thanks a lot for your time. Uh, is there a message that you would like to leave to, to the audience about your farm, é, the work that you do? A gente, a gente fica com um, um, um sentimento, um sentimento muito bom de estar tá oferecendo para as pessoas que estão sendo informadas da importância da qualidade do alimento, esse alimento com qualidade, né? para que as pessoas que estão na cidade, que não estão envolvidas na produção, né? possam se beneficiar. Mas, ao mesmo tempo, a gente gostaria muito que essas pessoas procurassem entender melhor o que é que acontece no campo, uhum. procurassem entender melhor o que é a agricultura, Sim. 
Quem são as pessoas que estão no campo trabalhando, produzindo esse alimento de qualidade? Né? Nós estamos ofertando essas pessoas essa possibilidade de saúde, que é um alimento com vitalidade. Gostaríamos que essas pessoas pudessem olhar a agricultura, você entende, com outros olhos, sabe? Com uma outra consideração, né? com um entendimento maior do que significa aquilo que nós estamos fazendo por elas. Sabe que elas cheguem próximas do campo. Ok. Ok, muito tá obrigado. De nada. Ok. Ok, so I'm back. My weekly run of running round with espresso to here, so uh, I'm going to dive straight into it. Um, I haven't brought a spoon with me today, which is something I've been going on about, but the swirl is as good as a stir, I guess. So straight off you can smell on this that you're getting loads and loads of like woody, barky, kind of earthy tones coming through. But there's an underlying sweetness as well which smells interesting, so... Very big. Very <laughs> As an espresso, it's probably not my thing because it's too intense, it's very, very in your face. But there's a sweetness there as well. There's a real contrast. When you get earthy, barky flavours, you normally get... You don't get so much sweetness. But this has the two going on and it's a real conflict. And it's such a complex, uh, a complex coffee. Um, think... The, the, the script I come up with for the bag was uh, chocolate eclair. And it really does take... And as it cools, even more so. Mm. It's one of the most... It's one of the descriptions I'm most happiest about, is, is the chocolatey care, Claire, and that really comes through in the espresso. Um, it's chewy, it's got a presence. Um, so I'm going to snozzer in the bowl first, forgot again last week, uh, before I go into the cappuccino and the brood, so... Um, okay, so... And the aromatics again, you're getting loads and loads of woodiness, loads of bark. It's, it's all over this coffee, all over it. Um, I'll show you a picture of the rose colour now. You'll see from the rose colour here that it's um, medium dark. It's kind of edging towards, because otherwise it does taste a little bit cardboardy if you take it too much lighter. So this, this kind of espresso, you know, good place for espresso style of roast that some people will have you believe is a good place for this coffee. It does work very well in, in, in that espresso, but it works very well in the brood as well that we're going to move on to. Time for milk. I actually quite proud of my latte art today, and I would I would gladly show it, but it made me run up to camera and pouring it all over. So, so that presence really helps it cut through the milk, but because the milk is naturally sweet, you don't get so much of those earthy barky tones. You get much more of that chocolatey kind of chewiness come through. Um, I'll go as far as to say, that's right up there. That's right up there with the Matcha Kamakra last week in milk, for me. Um, it's different, very different, but because it's so different, it's really nice. And that's why I thought this would be a great coffee to go with for this week. Um, time for the brood. Oh, uh, going to show you a picture of the mug now. Um, this was very kindly donated to me by uh, Rob Smith. Uh, Rob took this off my Flickr account and sent it me after Muggate. I actually did have one of these mugs originally, but it was one of the ones that got smashed. So I am most grateful to you, Rob. That is really kind. And thank you to everybody who sent me lovely mugs. Um, I think I've got them all covered now, but um, please feel free to send them in. I love mugs. So let's pour some brewed coffee.
Now this is where the earthy tones take over in the brood. Um, you really, really get that big barky. And it's not woody. It's in the sense of like a Sumatra's woody. It's woody as in it's chomping on a bit of bark woody. It really is a unique woodiness. It's not, woodiness is normally something that's very negative in a cup. And I don't want to focus on the negative and the negativity of that. I think it is delicious because it's so different. Uh, but let's, let's dive in. Okay, so for me that's probably, it works well. It's a good, it's a good brewed coffee. But if I have to rate them in order of preference, I think I'm gonna go uh, espresso first. Cappuccino second, brewed third, and that's because as an espresso, it's it's really got that you know, chewy kind of chocolatey, clary flavour in there. In milk, it's there. It's, it's got a real presence. It cuts through the milk well. In brewed, it's delicious, but it, it's just another great Brazil in the brewed. It's kind of like, and there's lots of those, and it loses the little bit of its character that it has in those two. It could be that I've screwed up the brew, I guess. But um, so three things to know about this coffee. One, uh, it's direct trade, uh, world exclusive, buy everything from the farm. Uh, fact two, it is uh, biodynamic coffee that we've talked about and Aradetto's talked about here. Um, three, uh, cup profile is woody, bark-like, uh, chocolatey clair, you know, as in the sweet, not as in a chocolatey clair, and, and incredibly chewy and got a real... Pre Actually... This brood is going on. I'm changing my mind all over the mm. I think it's actually, it, I've been quite harsh on that, it actually works really well. Um, so yes, so uh, woody, bark, chocolatey clair, sweety type thing, and very chewy. Uh, the numbers, farm is Fazenda Terramata, uh, owner is Aradetto Menez, city is Ibocora. Numbered, getting better. Um, countries Brazil, region it is Chiapa Diamantina. Oh, I'm going to get them all right. Farm size is 20 hectares with a producing size of 9 hectares and its altitude of uh, 1050 to 1200 meters with an average of 1100 meters above sea level. The varietals are Typica and National and the varietal is Portland. Please with myself, you can say. I hope you've enjoyed this week. I know it's been a marathon, and I'm, if you've got to this point, I love you all dearly. Um, I, I hope you think it's been worth it. Uh, I am going to wrap up, because uh, I've got to go home and do an editing marathon. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Um, listen, life is too short for bad coffee.